Welcome to the Albany Update with Reverend Jason J. McGuire, Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Now, with this week's Albany Update, here's Jason McGuire. Thank you for joining this week's edition of the Albany Update. Across the country and here in New York, many are growing weary of the COVID restrictions. While mask mandates have long been a point of contention, the effort to end them is gaining momentum. Today, we'll tell you about the Republican efforts to end the school mask mandates across the Empire State. Then, with the Super Bowl in the rearview mirror, we'll reflect on the amount of money that New Yorkers spent in the first month of sports betting. The number is staggering. Next, Albany's failure to release the regulations for marijuana sales in New York is leaving a loophole. Pot proprietors, who can't yet legally sell weed, are instead selling pot stickers to cannabis connoisseurs and throwing in the weed for free. It's a way some are trying to circumvent state law. And we're not done yet. There is a positive development in state government. Governor Kathy Hochul has hired a chief disability officer for the state of New York. This cabinet-level position will help ensure that New Yorkers with disabilities will not be treated as second-class citizens. And finally, it's almost March, which means that it's time to share our monthly per needs with our listeners. Let's get started. On February 14th, Republicans in the state Senate and the state assembly attempted to force votes on bills that would bar state agencies from imposing mask mandates in schools. In each house, the GOP-led effort was voted down by the Democratic majority. The vote was 43 to 20 in the Senate and 94 to 50 in the Assembly, where three Democrats joined Republicans in voting to force a vote on the mask measure. While the Hochul administration recently lifted its statewide mask mandate in indoor public spaces, its mask mandate for schools remains in effect. As COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations continue to drop, New Yorkers have become increasingly frustrated and confused by the school mask mandate. To many, the Hochul administration has failed to adequately explain why it is unsafe for their children to be unmasked in school when it is now deemed safe for those same children to be unmasked in shopping malls, grocery stores, and other indoor public spaces. Adding to the frustration, Governor Hochul has declined to specify what benchmarks must be met for the school mask mandate to be lifted. Rather, the governor has stated that she is taking a holistic approach and monitoring a combination of factors in assessing when to end the mandate. The governor has indicated that she is considering lifting the school mask mandate on March 7, 2022. In a statement, Senate Republican leader Rob Ort, the North Tonawanda Republican, said, Children are the least vulnerable individuals with regard to COVID-19 but the most susceptible to psychological damage due to their lives being upended for the past two years. Leader Ort added, School children and toddlers are suffering emotionally. Parents and families are at their wits' end. New Yorkers are just sick and tired of these one-size-fits-all Albany mandates. I vowed to my constituents that I would fight these unconstitutional mandates until every single one is lifted. I intend to keep that promise. It's time to end the mandates now. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms calls upon Governor Hochul to lift the school mask mandate immediately. There is nothing magical about March 7th, and there is no reason to wait. Let public school districts, private schools, and parents throughout the state decide for themselves if and when masks are needed in school. Next, 
The New York State motto is Excelsior, a Latin word that means ever upward. Unfortunately, when it comes to sports gambling on mobile devices, the Empire State has been living up to that motto. According to State of Politics, during the first 30 days when sports gambling on mobile devices was legal in New York, 1.98 billion in bets were placed here. This means that in one month's time, New York has already become the biggest sports betting market in the nation. It also means that the state has raked in more than $70 million in sports gambling-related tax revenue. Predictably, there are already complaints that New York's taxes on the mobile sports gambling industry are too high. The New York Post reports that the 51% tax rate on the industry is the highest in the nation. The Post asserts that the industry is losing money in New York because of the high taxes and worries that mobile sports gambling will dry up as a result. Could it be that our state government is even greedier than the gambling industry? Governor Kathy Hochul is a big fan of sports gambling on mobile devices. According to the governor, over the past month, we've seen how mobile sports wagering can be an economic engine for New York, driving significant funding to our schools, youth sports, and so much more. The governor added, as this new industry continues to grow, New York will make sure we have the resources and guidelines in place to make it a success for all. Well, Governor Hochul is mistaken in stating that sports gambling on mobile devices can be a, quote, success for all. The gambling industry is a predatory enterprise that entices people into addictive behavior by dangling the possibility of big winnings. For addicted gamblers and their families, sports gambling on mobile devices is anything but a success. As I stated in an interview with Christianity Today, sports gambling on mobile devices is devastating to families that are impacted. On the anonymity of their cell phone in the living room, they're gambling away their mortgage money. Then there's this. The New York State Office of Cannabis Management recently issued a warning to shop owners who, in an effort to circumvent state law, have been giving away marijuana to customers. So-called pot stickers are one example of this phenomenon. According to WENY News, some New York merchants have been selling stickers, memberships, or other goods and services to customers, and then giving those customers free marijuana as a thank you gift. In reality, the marijuana is the item being purchased. These so-called gifts of marijuana are being given away as a way of getting around the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act, which became law last year. The MRTA allows for the retail sale of recreational marijuana. However, the state has not yet finished creating the licensing process. As a result, no one has yet received a license to sell marijuana in New York. Some overeager merchants have been jumping the gun by selling pot stickers and other similar goods. The Office of Cannabis Management has sent cease and desist letters to more than 24 businesses that it believes have engaged in illegal recreational marijuana sales. In those letters, the OCM has warned merchants that engaging in such activities, including the giving of so-called gifts of marijuana, could lead to criminal penalties, fines, and the rejection of merchants' future marijuana license applications. While New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms is pleased to see the state of New York upholding the rule of law, we remain opposed to the sale of recreational marijuana, regardless of whether such sales are legal or illegal. We continue to call on our government to reverse course and abandon its efforts 
to create a legal market for the commercial sale of marijuana in the Empire State. And in a shot of good news, on February 15th, AuburnPub.com reported that Governor Kathy Hochul has hired Kimberly Hill as the chief disability officer for the state of New York. According to the governor's office, the office of the chief disability officer will establish New York as a model for inclusivity, integration, and accessibility by ensuring all state policies, programs, and activities truly meet the needs of all people with disabilities. The governor added that her administration is committed to protecting the right of all New Yorkers to live and work in our state free from the fear of discrimination. Pursuant to a recently passed state law, the office of the chief disability officer will be housed in the executive chamber. Hill's experience includes stints with the New York State Assembly's Committee on People with Disabilities and with the Assembly Task Force on People with Disabilities. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms applauds the hiring of the chief disability officer. It is hoped that the chief disability officer will protect the interests of people with disabilities and stand against any efforts to devalue their lives or deprive them of needed services and assistance. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms is committed to advocating for policies that protect each innocent human life, from conception until natural death, regardless of a person's disability status. And now for some prayer requests. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms invites our brothers and sisters in Christ throughout New York to lift the following prayer request to the Lord during the month of March. First, that the Lord would heal those New Yorkers who are afflicted with COVID-19 and end this pandemic. It's heading towards an endemic situation, but COVID is still real, and Christians should take it seriously. Second, that the Lord would bless our upcoming Digital Day of Action on Tuesday, March 15th, and would use it to help equip Christian New Yorkers to be effective citizen advocates. Now, normally, we would be gathering in person in Albany on March 15th. But due to the continuing COVID restrictions at the Capitol, we're going to have a digital day of action again, similar to what we did last year. If you're on our email list, well, you'll be receiving more information about this. If you'd like to be on our email list, you can simply text the word FREEDOM to 22828. Third, that the Lord would give wisdom to our elected officials and protect our state and our nation against unwise and draconian COVID-19 mandates, and that the Lord would prevent our state government from taking overreaching executive actions that endanger life, families, and religious liberty. We're also praying that the Lord would prevent the passage of evil laws, like physician-assisted suicide, socialized medicine, and the legalization of prostitution in New York. We're also specifically praying against a bill that would mandate sex ed in public schools across the state of New York. I guarantee you that the idea of sex ed in kindergarten as the state would have it, and frankly as Planned Parenthood would have it, is not what most parents would want. So join us in praying against mandatory sex ed in public schools. We're also praying that the Lord would move our state legislators to pass the mandatory minimum Medicaid coverage for hospital confinement for childbirth bill and the Infant Recovery Centers Act. These are two bills that we're promoting, and we're hopeful that these things will move in the coming legislative session. We're also asking that the Lord would cause a revival to occur in the United States in which many people commit their lives to Jesus Christ. Thank you for bringing these requests before the Lord. 
Now, in my final moments with our listeners today, I want to tell you that we are receiving calls all across the state about many things. We've been receiving calls about the proposed regulations that the governor has put in through the Department of Health, and we're waiting to see what happens with those regulations. Thousands upon thousands of New Yorkers publicly commented on those dangerous proposals and let the Department of Health know that they're not in favor of them. Well, the proposals are in place under emergency order, but these regulations would make them permanent. So we are hoping that the Department of Health will actually see all those comments and pull back on those proposed regulations. During the next number of days and weeks, the commission at the Department of Health will be processing those comments and then determining what to do next with proposed regulations that I've mentioned on this program. So again, I would ask you to continue to pray for a change of heart on the governor. We have seen her flip on one or two other issues, and this would be a major victory if she senses that New Yorkers are very much opposed to those proposed regulations. And finally, I'm also receiving a number of communications regarding the possibility of people running for office. They're considering it like never before. They sense that something is off in our state and our nation, and they want to get more involved. Right now, I'm going to ask you to save the date of April 8th and 9th. If you've ever thought about running for office or being involved with a campaign, I would encourage you to consider attending our campaign school on April 8th and 9th. More details will follow in next week's program. But save the date. It's April 8th and 9th in Rochester, New York. You have been listening to the Albany Update, hosted by the Reverend Jason J. McGuire, Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms exists to influence legislation and legislators for the Lord Jesus Christ. To learn more about this ministry, issues you've heard on the program, or to make a financial contribution in support of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, visit albanyupdate.com or call 585-225-2340. Additionally, you can mail correspondence to P.O. Box 107, Spencerport, New York, 14559. You can receive the latest legislative updates at facebook.com slash albanyupdate. Follow New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms on Twitter at Albany Update or sign up to receive the weekly Albany Update email by texting the word FREEDOM to 22828.